Hey everyone, it's Elsie from Chit Chat with E. And yes, Happy New Year. I know I'm a little late. I'm sorry. I had so many things going on and I had to uh, take care of them before I can actually focus on recording this episode. Yes, it's the middle of January. I know. But I just wanted to say on in this episode, I'm going to be talking about a lot of things because I didn't get to end last year's uh, podcast. Um, my podcast number 60, I didn't get to end it for last year. So I'm going to be doing it uh, at the beginning of this year. And I'm going to have, I have a few things I'm going to be talking about. Uh, Zoe Zandana had a beautiful interview. I want to talk about uh, pizza time for me and my experience and um, a few things that have been going on with P. Diddy and, and uh, really shocking to hear a lot of people coming out with these things. Really, really a sad time. Um, but a lot of time, uh, the truth is coming out. Cat Williams, just a little bit on him. Cause I know a lot of people are talking about him. He had a lot to say and you know what? I believe him, uh, charmed, uh, a few, hist- a little bit of history about charmed. I can't believe Sharon Doherty, uh, what she went through. Um, just a few things I have to talk about that I wanted to talk about at the end of last year, but I wasn't able to, and I will be talking about the beginning of this year. So this podcast is going to be a little longer than usual, but it's going to be very juicy. A lot of things that I think, and I just hope that you guys can stand by and listen. And, uh, also please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe so I can keep it going. And also send me your opinion. Send me what you think. You guys can go on my Instagram and you can actually uh, send me a message so we can actually have a conversation on Chit Chat with E. If you like, we can set it up and get it going. So again, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe to Chit Chat with E. So here we go. Let's chit chat. As I sit here and started recording episode number 61, I say to myself, wow, happy new year to me. It's only day four and I'm on the side of the road right now waiting for the roadside assistance because my tire shredded, like literally shredded, like smoke was coming out of it. I didn't understand because I've never seen any kind of flat tire like this but I guess because I was on the highway at a speed limit um it shredded on me I am so like I was so scared like oh my god now I'm a little scared because I'm in the freaking middle of this highway and it's like dark outside and it's like woods right in front of me and um I'm hoping to god that I'm gonna be safe for the rest of the time that I'm here um if I do feel a little unsafe, I'm going to start dialing uh, 911 um, so they can come and help me. <laughs> uh, usually, usually they stop. And I'm hoping they don't stop before the roadside assistance comes because then they make you pay for a tow and all that stuff. And it's not affordable. It's after Christmas, guys. So this is a little bit um, intense for me right now. Yeah. So yeah, this is my new year I'm starting. It's actually not bad. My life is not bad. It's, you know, these things happen. And it just happened to me on the 4th of January. 
and I'm hoping to God that this ends like like within the next few minutes uh, I wish I knew how to t you know I know how to change a tire however I don't I don't have confidence you know like I'm, I'm not a confident tire changer so I feel like I'm gonna change the tire and I'm not gonna be able to like you know put the bolts back tightly the way they're supposed to be and as I'm driving the whole shit's gonna fly out so that's why I'm not going to attempt to change this tire and it's not like it's daytime and um it's not like i can open the door because i'm kind of like close to the highway i, I want to go in but i don't know if i should go in maybe when the tow guy comes um he'll tell me to move in um and he'll do it more in but yeah i'm scared to go more in because i feel like the car is gonna flip over or something and i don't even they open the door but i think somebody's coming i I don't know if that's a truck or a tow guy. I'm just so a little bit sad, I'm not gonna lie. This is a lot for a woman. Yeah, this whole tire change is is a lot. That was a truck. That wasn't even the freaking tow guy. This whole tire change is a lot for me. I feel like crying, I'm not gonna lie. With so many things going on right now in my life, <laughs> this is a little overwhelming. But you know what? It's the challenge they throw in front of you. You just have to try to uh, get through it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Hopefully, I don't run out of gas because I was only half a tank. And, uh, yeah. <sighs> this is a nightmare. Okay. Anyway. Hopefully, they come. Stay tuned. I'll let you know what happened. So I saw this message the other day and I have to say I needed to hear this because sometimes I get a little bit emotional. I don't know. I get in my feelings and it's you're not supposed to get along with everybody. Everybody's not supposed to like you. Stop dumbing down who you are so you can fit in where you laugh. Stop crying about people hating on you. They're supposed to hate on you. If you are a leader, they're going to hate on you. That's part of the job requirement. And I thought about this. And I couldn't help saying to myself, yeah, you need to relax, girl. You know, I recently relocated and I felt like, you know, I feel like people are different. Um, wait. I feel like the responses that I'm getting are really aggressive and negative. So I just needed to get myself back into me. I need, I just needed to get myself back into place to really, to really understand that I, I have to be who I am. And I have to be a person that is looking to succeed, to go forward, not to think about what anyone thinks. And usually I don't care what people think. But lately I've been saying, oh my God, the responses are really hard. You know, like they're really coming at me. And, you know, recently I've been going through stuff. My mom's been sick. And, you know, I, I feel like some type of way because now we're not together in the same city. So it's it's been a little hard for me. But the thing that I had to do was really self-reflect and understand that, 
things happen. It's really out of my control. So what I needed to do, what I'm still doing, because it's always a learning process, guys. It's always a learning process. And I'm only speaking from experience because I'm going through it. So, you know, you're, new, you're always going to be the new girl on the block or the new kid on the block. Always. I've always said that. You're always going to be the new kid on the block. Because wherever you go, there's always something new, someone new to me, and things like that. So what you need to do is always be your authentic self. And I had to grab myself again and get myself back online again. Because, yeah, I was really breaking apart. I was like, oh, my God, I'm breaking apart. So, you know, what you have to do is, like they say, take it by the cojones and keep it moving, girl. Because life does not stop. And people do not change. People are who they are. They really show you who they really are. And you can either go around it, go directly into it, and just do your thing and motivate yourself and keep yourself going. Or you can cry about it and just give up. And I'm not all about giving up. So I am so proud that I have sat down. I did a little bit of meditation, got myself back on track. You know, I'm getting myself back on track because I'm not all the way there. And, you know, I'm going to go spearhead into this uh, situation of life and get myself together and just grab it by the cojones. That's my advice to you, to myself, and to anybody that's going through something and is trying to get through it. You know, just keep going, keep going, and don't give up. You know, don't give up on yourself. That's the most important thing. Do not give up on yourself. If you need to self-reflect, relax, go get a massage, you know, get yourself together, go do your nails, you know, do whatever you have to do to get yourself right. Get back in the gym. Start talking more to people that you, that, I always say be around people that love you. Talk to people that love you and surround, surround yourself by people that love you. I just wanted to say that. It's so important to believe in yourself and to be your biggest cheerleader. Because in the end of the day, it's you. Wow. Unbelievable. Cassie has sued P. Diddy for treating her like crap, man. It's really a bomb drop, guys, that this has happened. And, you know, it's really sad to hear. I got this from the New York Times. And it was written by Ben Cicero. And it was published on November 16th, 2023. And it says, Sean Combs, the producer and music mogul, who has been one of the most famous names in hip-hop for decades, was sued in federal court on Thursday by Cassie, an R&B singer, once signed in his label, who accused him of rape and of repeated physical abuse over about a decade. It's always sad to hear a relationship breaking up, but then it's even more sad to find out that there was abuse in the relationship and... She said that he began, well, she, he, she met him when she was 19 years old and he began a pattern of control and abuse that included plying her with drugs, beating her and forcing her to have sex 
with a succession of male prostitutes while he filmed the encounters. In 2018, the suit says, near the end of the relationship, Mr. Combs forced his way into her room and raped her when she wanted to leave him. And after years of silence in darkness, she said in a statement, I am finally ready to tell my story and to speak up on behalf of myself and for the benefit of other women who face violence and abuse in their relationship. In response, his lawyer said, this is all untrue. Okay, he denies that he did any of that, which <laughs> for the past six months, he said she tried to get money. Uh, she wanted $30 million under the threat of writing a damaging book about the relationship, which is what I mentioned in the last podcast. Everybody is doing a tell-all book and it's really revealing a lot of dirty things that has happened and a lot of sad things that has happened in relationships. You know, they were saying that it was blackmail, that it wasn't all true, it was blackmail. But you know what? Uh, despite it all, he paid her. The lawyer says that they had spoken about the suit when it was filed. And then they say that they offered her money. They offered her eight figures to silence her and prevent the filing of this lawsuit. And he said she rejected his efforts. And uh, yeah, that's right. She said, fuck that. And then a lot of girls are coming out now. Um, well, I think he has two other suits with two other girls. And they, they're saying that he, they're coming for him. And you know, I don't know these people. Okay, we don't know any of these people. We, we're just... Um, Listening to the story. That's pretty much what we're doing. Listening to the story because we weren't there behind doors. However, I feel like a lot of it, like you can connect with someone. You can feel a lot of uh, um, their pain through their words and, and just by their actions and all that stuff. You know, she was 19 years old. She had a hit song, I think, when she first started. And she got with him. She signed with him. She was supposed to do more music. And she basically didn't do any more music. Like, what happened to her music? What happened to her career? And she's been with him all these years. So why hasn't she moved forward? So that says a lot. She lost a lot of her youth with him. And then, you know, soon after she broke up with him, she started dating her uh, trainer. And he's, I love him. They looked great together. And they had two kids together. And by the way, you know, Right away, the love was real, and it, you know it, it showed a lot about his character. Really, it does. Women are really coming out with their books, and they're coming out with their stories. And it's so important that our young generation listens to this because we need to be more aware of what's happening. And I, the fact that this has been happening for over a decade is so astonishing to hear. Um, that it is allowed, that this is allowed, that someone listens to something like this. They could be the neighbor and they see something like this happening or a friend seeing something like this happening and not, not, not saying anything about it. They watch a girl struggling in a relationship and not saying anything about it. That's what saddens me. That's what saddens me. And, and you know, money does 
Guys, money talks. People are just crazy over money and, and they just, they'll, I mean, and they'll turn away. They'll turn their backs if you give them enough money. And that, that's what saddens me. It's, it, we live in a really, really vicious world. And I just say, you know what? Call your friends, call your family, see how they're doing. You never know. You could, anyway, I just wanted to say that. Just to piggyback on that, oh my God, Kimora Simmons has come out with her own story about how they groomed her and how her ex-husband, who is Russell Simmons, how he groomed her when she was only 15, 16 years old. And of course, you know, they got married and he was like way um, older than her. Um, you know, I don't understand how, I mean, like I said... People are influenced by money, um, having a career, you know, they just, you know, they, 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 they want the help and stuff like that. And they fall for these older men. Um, well, they probably don't fall for them. They probably, uh, they get into a situation and then when they're in it, they can't get out. And I think, I mean, she did well for herself, but then again, she was a supermodel. So it's not like, um... He made her because she pretty much had a career going on and, you know, um, and she is a hardworking person. So, and she has her daughters and stuff. And then he moved to another country, um, because she said that a lot of the millions that she made, she had to use for him to pay his debt in, um, because a lot of people were coming for him and a lot of girls about 18 girls she said came forward saying that he did all of these bad things to them and she said she had to pay for all that stuff and that he doesn't even support their kids or anything like that so yeah he went and then he left the country so that kind of says it all um because they were gonna indict him i guess and he left the country because wherever he went they can't do that to him over there and of course i'm sure he probably had a little stashed along the way and he went somewhere else and stuff like that and it's a shame it's a shame because he has daughters um and that's sad if if the whole thing is true i'm not saying it's true or not because like i said you know we're not with them behind doors but if the whole thing is true it is the saddest thing ever and you know that's it's disgusting it really is i am so disappointed in all these all this news that has come out um, because they always say, right, they say the truth comes out, right? It comes to light. And this is what's happening. A lot of women are coming forward, like I said, and I'm just so like astonished by, you know, the rumors, there's always some truth to some rumors that are roaming around. And that, that really is true. Like it might not be true about everything that the rumor is, but there's some truth to it, um, sometimes. And and people really have to listen. And, and like I said, watch your daughters, please. Watch your sons. Make sure you know who they're hanging out with and things like that. Even if they're 21 and up, you know what I mean? We still have to pay attention to our children. And that's the bottom line of the, all of these stories. Bottom line is pay attention to your kids. Because I'm sure Kamora Simmons, after she went through all that, she was right by her kids watching them to make sure that they didn't go through the same thing she went through. And... Yeah, and I'm sure Russell Simmons didn't want his daughters to go through this. Or who knows? Who knows what happened in that house? But all I'm saying is, it's so disgusting. It really is sad and it's disgusting. 
and it's really uncalled for and it's really despicable. It's everything, everything, everything you can name. It's, it's disgusting. I can't believe that this has gone on for so long. I can't believe people are praising people at some point. And meanwhile, all of this was going along, you know, all of this was going on and we're just like, oh yeah, the music is great. The music is great. The clothes are great. This is great. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, somebody's saying, oh, I'm full of love. And the other one was all Zen because Russell Simmons say he's all Zen and organic and all this shit. And look, look at that. Look at all of this shit. This is crazy. And yeah. This is what I'm saying. You never know who... You never know. You never know. This is why all of this stuff is coming out and it's good. You know why it's good? I mean, it's bad, but it's also good because the younger generation needs to know what's around them. They need to be more careful of the people they have around them. This is really, really important for us to teach our kids that, you know, you have to be careful. They might be the nicest person that you think they are. And then behind doors, they're like the devil. It's like they're freaking the worst. So yeah, really, this is like horrible, horrible. And, you know, I had a lot of friends back in the days that wanted to come out in videos and all these things. But I remember when I used to photograph the videos and I used to see the performers, which are the, the stars of the videos, how they used to treat. I'm sorry, it was men treating women poorly and I was like I couldn't get into that industry because of that I just didn't I felt uncomfortable and I just I just didn't I didn't appreciate that and even my my friend that she actually was a makeup artist she was the one that actually brought me into the business for a little while and I used to be like the ma the director treats you like that like why are you doing that like he used to make her do stuff and I'm like but why is she doing it? Because she wanted to be famous and she wanted to be part of that crew and she wanted to make money. And it was so sad to watch because I remember this. I remember her going through some stuff and the director acting like he was. And it was like, you know, I didn't get it. I didn't get to get that far into the industry because I couldn't deal with just I couldn't deal with just seeing what was going on. You know what I mean? And I remember I remember how they used to treat the girls and how the videos were recorded and how, you know, the performances were great. But the, the trust me, when they had the dancers and all that, they did not they did not treat the girls great at all. And, you know, even though this happens to both sides, I just saw it mainly on the female side. Um, and I it was so sad. And like I said, the makeup artist that brought me in, she used to do stuff and I'm like, but what are you doing? Like, why are you, why, why are you being part of it? And like I said, she wanted to be famous. She wanted to be part of the crew. You know, she wanted to be in that industry. And uh, a lot of times people, that's how they get in. You know, they do things that they don't want to do. And, you know, and then they talk about it later on. That's just, you know, it's sad. It's really sad. I, I just want to say that. You know, it's a new year and I'm looking forward to doing new things, of course. Every time, every day, there's always something new to um, thank, to be thankful for and grateful for. And, you know, I'm just going to see it as a learning experience and um, continue pushing through until, you know, I decide I don't want to do certain things anymore or I do want to continue doing more stuff. So, 
yeah, I think it's going to be a great year. I really do. I'm looking forward to it. And I am excited. Uh, I want to talk about this. Um, there's a new story, a new documentary out. And, and it's been out for a little bit now. but And they're talking about it. And she did like eight years in jail. I don't know if you guys heard this story already. But you probably have. Because it's been, you know, in the media a lot. But I have to say, I heard Bunny XO. Um, she has her own podcast. And she was talking about Gypsy's story. And I'm so glad that I'm not the only one that finds it so weird. Like the whole story. It's like so bizarre that people are praising her and things like that. But, you know, I just find it weird because um, I'm sure she's probably a great person. I don't know. I don't know her personally. However, um, it's a little scary to think about it. But um, she she went to jail for murder. Let me tell you a little bit backstory just in case you don't know. She went to jail for murder because she murdered her mom. Her mom was like, a, a, she had like a weird um thing going on um in my eyes she was just a scam artist but you know how it is they make up something for everything there's always something for everything so the mom she had she has something that's called factitious disorder which is impo imposed on another person and what she did with her daughter was she pretended that she had leukemia pretended that she had multiple she pretended that she had all these sicknesses and she taught, she groomed her daughter into acting like she had it. You know what I mean? So she would get even, she even went to the extent of getting unnecessary surgeries. It's really crazy that she did this to this girl. She would give her medications and all kinds of things. And I'm like, how does it get to the point that your daughter decides at the age of 23 that she had enough and she convinces her boyfriend to kill you. But this is the weirdest part. And this is what Bunny was talking about that I found to be so weird. She convinced her boyfriend, Nicholas, to at the time she was 23. Now she's 32, mind you. Um, she convinced her boyfriend to kill her mother, which was a crazy lady that, you know, made her go through all this stuff. And, she, and her boyfriend went. He killed her. He stabbed her 17 times. But then after that, they went to the next room to have sex. That's just crazy, right? I just don't get that. Like, you know, some people get off on shit like this. And it's like, that's what I find to be weird. And you think about it. She was taught, she was taught to be manipulative. She got her boyfriend to kill the mother. And he stabbed her 17 times, which so he was mad. And... Then she, then they went to the next room and they did, you know, they did this crazy shit. Like, what the fuck? And then, you know, it's creepy that now today she's coming out of jail and everybody's praising her. Oh my God, you killed your mom. You're like, you know, oh my God, you had to do it. You know, you like, what the hell? In the end of the day, to me, she's still a murderer. I mean, it's not like she, you know. You know, she's still part of this. She she still planned it out. And then when they when they found the woman dead, she was somewhere vacationing with her boyfriend. So it was so weird. And not only that, she came out 
And she's not with her boyfriend because he's in jail for life. You know what I'm saying? He's in jail for life. And now she has like a new boyfriend. I think she got married to him too. And they're just living the vida loca. And I'm like, what the hell? In the end of the day, she still got that DNA of being a scam artist. So a manipulator. So they were scamming. They were doing the worst of the worst. They were scamming all of the charities, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Ronald McDonald, you know, a bunch of charities. They were scamming them. And they made it seem like, you know, she had leukemia, asthma, like all kinds of shit. Oh, they were saying that she had, her mother has said she had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old. Meanwhile, when they found, like I said, when they found the mother, she was vacationing somewhere. They, they always diagnosed her with not having none of that. The mother just convinced the neighbors and everybody that she had that. So, and then you like saying, oh my God, like this girl did this until she was 23 years old. That had to have done an impact on her mentality. And I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I just find it so weird. I wouldn't even, I mean, I, I feel bad, but I wouldn't be able to trust someone that had, that had the skills to get her boyfriend to kill her mother. I don't know. Mm -mm. I don't know. But um, she, the, the, the world portrays her. She has a documentary out and the world portrays her as a sweet person. And, she, and probably, she probably is a sweet person, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't even, I, you know, I can't even, I don't know her or anything like that. But I'm just saying there has to be something. I found it to be weird, but I'm not the only one because Bunny XO was talking about it. And I was saying to myself, right? But more, I mean, God bless her though. I mean, God bless Gypsy. I, I wish her the best. However, I, you know, I don't think I could, I don't think I would be able to do it. Like, I don't know. I have trust issues any, to begin with. Imagine. <laughs> oh my God. And just for the record, she went through a lot. The lady made that girl suffer and she was mentally abused, physically abused, the works. The only concern I have is that because she went through that, you know, I, you know, she's going to need a lot of therapy and all that stuff. And maybe she went through the therapy in jail. I'm not sure. But, like, you know, I was just saying that it's a little weird, the whole thing that she, you know, she planned out the murder and stuff. So I can I can understand how people have empathy for her because she did suffer and things like that. But I just the only thing I was saying was that she's like being praised about it. And it's weird. I find that to be weird. But, you know, this this world is crazy. People praise things for different things. And a lot of times, this is, this is how it works. You know, you become a star overnight because people, um, they draw to certain things. And that's what I'm saying. The human behavior is so weird that they draw to different things. And it's just puzzling sometimes just to see it. Like, right before your eyes, you know, on television, just... Just see it. See how people react to certain things. When I tell you, 2024 is already explosive. Cat Williams, the comedian, came out on the show with a former football player. Um, and the show's called Shay Shay. And he came on there. And I'm sure, you know, I'm always late with everything. But let me tell you, he came on there and he was washing chando. Oh, my God. Spilling the tea, as they say, he was saying it all about all of these comedians and about Weinstein, all kinds of shit. Let me tell you, Cat Williams, he's very well-spoken. You know, he's very funny. 
And he's actually very intelligent. So he said a lot, a lot about his experiences amongst his colleagues and the internet has verified a lot of the shit that he said. And, you know, you can't deny it. They can't deny it because he even had times and he put them together and people are starting to piece them together. And actually the fact that the comedians that he spoke about, his colleagues, have come out to comment about what he said says a lot. It says a lot. It's just saying that what he said is true. And if they felt the need to comment, it's because, yeah, he said a lot. He was saying that one of the comedians, I'm not going to mention names because, you know, but he was saying that one of the comedians stole his, um, stole his joke one time and they just changed it around and used it up and, and they tried to pass it for themselves. And he was like, what the hell? And that happened to him. And you know what? That doesn't only happen in, you know, everybody knows this doesn't only happen in this industry, you know. It also happens in in life. You know what I mean? And I remember, I'm not going to mention because I, you know, I have respect for a lot of people. But I've seen people actually not do the work, barely do anything, just show their face and take credit for work that somebody has busted their ass on. And all the time. And it's happened to me too. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm very creative and I have a lot of ideas. And I've I've put some of my my ideas out there. And I noticed that they're using them, and they're taking the credit. I'm like, what? You know. So a lot of times these things happen, you know. And it happens in the regular, you know, regular office, or you know, environment, or in the family, or whatever it is. It happens, and it's sad. It's sad, you know, because you know people work hard. Um, sometimes it comes natural to them and, and just, you know, I think just credit should be just given to where it's due. You know, it shouldn't be like that. People just cut throats all the time. And it's, that's, that's what this industry is about as well as, you know, just life. Um, so he was saying he was very consistent, you know, and he was defending his hard work. So you have to give him, everybody start, everybody believes him too. Like, <laughs> They try to discredit what he's saying. And he was like, oh, no. Oh, no. They said that he was on drugs. He's saying he was not on drugs. He has never been on drugs. That's They were the one that started the rumor. <laughs> and the way he says it, he cracks you up. Oh, my God. I found it on YouTube if you guys are interested in listening to the to the whole interview. I'm glad he did this. I, you know, I just listen to it. You know, I like to listen to interviews and celebrities and things like that. A lot of truths came out on this one. And so I have to say, Cat Williams, good for you. Just wanted to say that. You have to give it to Zoe Zandana. She, I don't know. I mean, she's amazing, man. I, I mean, every time she speaks, I just listen to her words and she's so beautiful. I mean, everything about her is like amazing. Um, you know, she's a Latina. It's not because she's just a Latina. It's just that she's also well spoken. I have to say, I really like um the stuff that she says and the way she speaks and everything. And she said that her dad was also an entertainer. He died when she was very young. So she had to learn. She said that she thinks for him, you know, she thinks about him and she's very precious and authentic in her words. 
she said that in the industry she had a she was it was very challenging for her because she calls herself african latina and you know she says that in the industry a lot of times she will audition for a part they will tell her the director will usually tell her uh they decided to keep it traditional meaning they decided to hire a caucasian person and she said that she kept hearing that and that they will use those words and that's how they will manipulate the situation and she said that it was so hard for her at some point she was just like wanted to give up and stuff and sometimes you know she you know she pushed through it because she thought about you know her, the career that she chose and you know she knew the challenges that she was going to go through and things like that and she said that because she is a representation of the Latino community because she really is, if you think about it, a good representation at that. Um, she said that she has to be careful with the things that she says and the things that she puts out there because sometimes she doesn't think before she speaks. She speaks with her emotions, which really, Latinos, that's how we are. We're very emotional and passionate. And she said that because she's like that, she really has to be careful with the things that she says. So she chooses her words wisely because it's true. This media and this this whole thing, they can misconstrue anything that you say and make it into something else. And that's something that she's very smart about. And she learned, she said she, she's still learning that she learned uh, how to, you know, you know, make sure that she's doing you know going on the right path with it and everything and um and i like something that she said she said for the good and not so good <laughs> i like that she said that that little line right there i'm gonna use it uh she said that through challenges there's growth and she's right um through challenges there are growth sometimes you know i was saying my cousin goes oh so you you know it's just le a lesson you needed to be learned sometimes i'm like that you know that god was teaching me the lesson that i needed to be learned i i'm like I pray to God sometimes. I'm not going to lie, guys. I pray and I say, God, please hold off on the lessons, please. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't want a lesson today. I don't need to learn that. I really don't. So, yeah, sometimes it's not a lesson. It's just an experience that you don't really want to know about. I mean, honestly, some things I just don't need to know. And, uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not knowing certain things. Seriously, I'm not, I am. You know, you can't know everything in life, you know. And, I, and if there's some things that I don't need to know, trust me, I'd rather stay out of it. So I, I pray to God. I said, God, please don't teach me this lesson today because I don't want to learn any lessons anymore. I'm getting older and <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot of stuff. I don't, want, I, I don't mind learning new stuff and things like that, but I don't want a lesson. I don't want lessons. No, 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 no more lessons. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for life. But, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I have to say I'm very proud of her. I don't even know her. But I mean, let me tell you, I am so proud of this woman. Every time I see her, it never fails. She has been 100% beautiful. Yeah, I wish her the best. She deserves everything she gets. I hope she, I, I don't even know if she got an Emmy yet, but I hope she gets one because she deserves an Oscar, an Emmy, everything, everything. I'm so, I just like her. I don't know. I think, I, I think she's a beautiful person and I, I you know, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Before the year ended, 
I decided to go to a pizzeria in New York. And, I, you know, I was like, oh, okay. The old pizzeria that I always went to, you know, with my daughter. And and even before my daughter, that pizzeria has been around for a long time. And I went there and I noticed that they're doing, they're trying to keep up with the gentrification that's going on in the neighborhood. So the regular pizza isn't really as regular as it used to be. They had, I don't know. I mean, I think a pizzeria should stay traditional when it comes to the pizza that I like. Don't change the sauce. Don't change none of that shit. Just keep my pizza the way I like it. Because because once you start messing with it, it starts making a change. And it's not the same. It's not the same. Oh, I tell you. There was pizza, like it looked all gourmet, like, oh yeah, gourmet pizza now, woohoo. And it had calamari on it, some shrimp. No offense, it didn't look good. It did not look good. It did not look good. I was like, oh my God, why, did, why do you have this? And, and, you know, I was like, oh man, and I feel so bad because I'm like, they're trying to keep up. They're probably selling the pizza to maybe the you know, new people on the block, but for the old people on the block, you know what I'm saying? The pizza has to stay the same. I love the way the pizza is. The original one is what I want. I don't want none of that other stuff. Definitely a no-no. So I give them a thumbs down for doing that. Um, And on top of that, it felt like they were trying too hard. And that's like a hard fail for me. Like, it's like the concept is stay true to yourself is just better. That's the whole concept of this. Just stay true to yourself because it's just better. I just want to say that. Oh my God. I can't believe this. I used to watch the show Charmed on television. And now after this, I'm so like upset about it because I knew there was some kind of, um, when I was watching the show, I knew there was some kind of like friction in the show and something happened because they changed the, Sharon Doherty was the one of the sisters, she was Prue on the show, she was the older sister and they changed her out and I'm like, oh man, what happened to her? And she was pretty good on the show, she pretty much you know, did a great job. But then it turns out later on, Combs, which is one of the um uh one of the girls that plays the sister one of the sisters, which is the middle one, they were talking about um, you know, Sharon Doherty right now, she's going through cancer and all that stuff, Mendito. And she's, you know, she's really suffering uh with the illness. However, she's still working because, you know, that's that's in her DNA. She's always been a working girl. She see she's been acting since she was a little girl. And anyway, she was on the show and that show was pretty good, um, charmed. And at one point they just took her out. And I'm like, what happened to Sharon Doherty? What happened? So they said she was difficult. They were trying to say she was difficult in 90202 when she was on there. But when they took her out again, like it was like messed up. Like the show wasn't as great as it used to be. They, she was fired. She just she got fired. And you know why she got fired from the freaking show? She got fired because Alyssa Milano and her mother, who managed her, didn't want her on the show. So it was either her or, 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 or um, Alyssa. And Alyssa, she had threats. 
She said she, the conditions of the show, she was going to sue them, she said, that if they didn't take off the show. So the director, producer, whatever, they had to, uh, they had to like, you know, follow her threats. And then Combs was going to quit the show because she said she wasn't going to do the show without Sharon. And they made, they threatened her. They said, oh, you leave the show, we'll sue you because you have a contract. So it was a mess, a whole hot mess because of Alyssa Milano. And to be honest with you, she was just jealous. She was jealous because Sharon Doherty is a great actress. And I'm sure she was getting a lot of fame and fortune and all that stuff. And she was super jealous. And I, it's so sad because, you know, I used to like Alyssa because, you know, she's from Who's the Boss when I was younger and all that. And then now after this, and then a lot of people say a lot of things about Alyssa that she's not such a great person. And they're not really a fan of hers. So, um... Jealousy destroys people. The key word is sisterhood. That show, I felt like there was a certain sisterhood on the show. To find out after so many years that this show did not have a sisterhood pisses me off. I don't even want to watch the reruns. That's how freaking pissed off I am. They should have kept that going. Shame on Alyssa's mom for not being a good influence to these girls. Yeah, like, come on. Your daughter had a competition. You should have said, okay, step up your game, not get rid of the other girl. That's somebody's livelihood. This lady, that lady was a witch. Thinking about it? Shit. And then they all had, and I feel bad for Sharon. What happened to her mom? I would have been the mom fighting Alyssa, Alyssa's mom. You know what I'm saying? What happened to Sharon's mom? She should have came and... And protected her daughter. Um, they all had a part in the show. And I love that they all had a chance to have their moment. Like, the show was so nice. Like, they all had a little star time on the show. I love that about the show. And um, this whole thing was unnecessary, you know? I think uh, Lissa, I mean, you can't take it back. You can't take all of that shit back. That's so messed up. Like, you got her fired. And... If I would have known that back then, I wouldn't have watched the show. It wouldn't have kept going. I wouldn't have watched the show. So Mickey apparently, okay. So apparently Mickey Mouse's copyright has expired. And I don't think many people know about that. And they decided to do a comedic horror movie, which is insane for them to do that to Mickey Mouse. And it's called Mickey Mouse's, and it's called Mickey's Mousetrap. And in the horror comedy thriller called Mickey's Mousetrap, there's a young woman who is throw who okay. And in the in this horror is like a comedy thriller, and it's about a young woman who's thrown a surprise party in an amusement arcade, but things quickly take a turn for the worse. When she and her friends encounter a knife-wielding murderer in a Mickey costume, a place for fun, a place for friends, a place for hunting. The hell? She's crazy. And who made this movie? Simon Phillips. It was written by Simon Phillips, and it's insane for him to want to do that. And then... um. Yeah, like now Mickey's going to be in this movie. It looks crazy. If you look at it on YouTube, they have like 
the clips of it. And it's coming out. It's coming out this year. I don't know when. I have to find the date, but we. What the hell? Jesus. This is nuts. Yeah, I'm not watching that. I waste my time watching Mickey Mouse killing people. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not watching that. Not interested. That's a pass for me. So, oh my God. <laughs> we live in a crazy world. Crazy, crazy, crazy world. Kanye West. Oh my God. Kanye. Kanye. I say his name wrong. Oh my God. He has his girlfriend looking like a clown. I don't know. Well, actually, she's an adult. So she's giving into that stuff. The other day she had like like just two lines covering her nipples and on her chest. Some outfit she was wearing. She looked stupid. Um, that was crazy. Jeffrey Epstein. All the shit is coming out. A bunch of names are being shown. Can you believe Kelly Kelly Clarkson's husband said she wasn't sexy enough to be on the voice? And said they wanted uh, Rihanna. You freaking hate her. Shh. You know, it's funny how these uh, discount um, websites. Timu, the other day, they, they text me saying, Amazing things are ready for you. And they make you want to like really buy it. You're like, oh, wow, this is like really great advertisement. And it's like, you know, amazing and it's discounted and come on, buy it. It's like so enticing, so weird. So weird. I just saw the other day, imagine being 16 years old and finally meeting your dad. Because he held a grudge for 16 years with your mom. That happens to a lot of kids. But what gets me mad, that it happened to Oscar De La Hoya's daughter, which, by the way, is gorgeous. Shanna Lynn Mokler um, had an interview with Bunny XO, and she's actually Oscar De La Hoya's ex-girlfriend and the mother of his daughter. And she was talking about how her relationship ended with Oscar and how... He played into being um, and how he really wasn't a father to their daughter. It's kind of weird to even hear this. Um, she's an American actress. She's a model and beauty pageant title holder, a very beautiful woman. And she was actually the winner of the Miss New York USA pageant in 1995 and was the first runner up at Miss USA 1995. And then she said she actually became like um, the... A partner, she she actually got into a partnership with Donald Trump and the beauty pageants and all this stuff. And it was a really great interview they had uh, that Bunny XO had with her. However, I just want to pinpoint um what she was saying about Oscar De La Hoya and what he did to her back in the days. And it's really like wow. She said that she saw him on TV on a on a red carpet with another woman, who by the way. He he also divorced. That's how she found out that he was cheating on. He told her he loved her before he left. And next thing you know, she sees him on, the, on television on the red carpet. And she's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, he said he was going to go 
go somewhere else or to New York to do some interview or whatever. And he landed up doing that. What a creep. Um, and, you know, he was obnoxious back then. Thinking about it, he was obnoxious. And everybody's like, oh, the golden boy. <laughs> you know, but uh, he told her, she said in her interview, that he had more money than God. And that she would not, if he would, she would come for him, that she would not, he would not see his kid for 16 years. And he did exactly that. What the fuck, man? Why would, like, that's such a turnoff. Now that I know that about him, I don't even want to know. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like people change too much. You know what I mean? I feel like they, they, they show you exactly who they are. And if they change a little bit, fine. But I don't think internally, you change completely. He's probably still the same obnoxious self. And I'm sad that Mario Lopez hangs out with him because, you know, Mario's a family man. And, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure he went through some stuff. I don't want to judge him because back in the days he was an alcoholic. He had girls from left to right and stuff like that. But, you know, the man always gets away with shit. Like, what the hell? You know, she was a beauty pageant winner and a beauty pageant a queen actually she was a miss new york and how she she left him i mean well he left her and then she married travis barker travis barker can you believe it the kardashian now husband courtney's husband and he helped her raise freaking de la hoya's kid for six for the years that he's there that he met her can you believe that shit no then he said oh i give him all the credit yeah bitch you got to give him all the credit. You didn't do shit. You, he said that he... They, they were saying he admits that he's a deadbeat dad. Yeah, but you know what gets me mad? That he's a Latino and he has... He's part of the statistic. You know what I'm saying? He's part of... He made the statistics. And being that he's in the limelight, he should have done better. He should have done better. And he has a bunch of kids. It's not only her. Um, but that shit pisses me off. And then he got away with it, and society was always praising him, you know, and all that stuff. And meanwhile, he had a little kid that didn't know her father. So she has to grow up without a dad. And now, okay, now he, he recognizes her. <laughs> Crazy. And not to mention, he's the Latino, and then they talk. Look, he's the Latino, and the, the one that raised him was a Caucasian man that stepped up. That stepped up to be a dad to this little girl. Unbelievable. Yeah, so that's because he decided he didn't feel, he didn't feel like it. Like I said, I know people change, but think about it. Weren't there days that you didn't think about like reaching out to your kid? Like, how do people do that? I, I, this this puzzles me and it pisses me off. How do people do like you don't think about your kid like sixteen years? And you don't, there's not one day that you say, let me call him, Dito. Like, nothing. Nothing. No compassion. No compassion. No compassion. That is freaking crazy. And for him to have 16 years is a long time out of your life. That's just nuts to me. Well, I'm glad they finally developed a relationship, you know, and that she was able to tell her truth in his documentary. I think she still doesn't talk to him till today, she said. But it, I don't know. The whole story bothers me. I just wanted to say that. I just can't. Now I, when I see him, I, I get even more disgusted. <laughs> good looking as he is. Oh, my God. To think a good looking guy is so rotten inside. And, you know, 
I don't know. Ugh, that's just crazy. The other day I was watching a show. Um, it's a real estate show, and you know, and it's about it's, it's ran by a husband and wife, and I think it's in Texas. But you know, like the houses that they're selling, they they're low, like they're not so high. Um, you know, on the high uh, levels. Um, when it comes to the prices, and I saw them dyeing the lawn. The lawn looked like crap when they first got it. It was all brown, and the guy came with dye, like I think two hours before the people were coming. They were having like a um an auction, and the guy came with dye and sprayed dye on the grass. I was like, ew. I got turned off by that. I said it was crazy. Like they dying. The, what happens like if it gets wet? Like I, I don't know. That's I find that to be so strange. I never seen that before. That kind of like made me like think. And then it looked like a whole brand new. Like the grass just grew, but it was dye. They dyed the grass, and it was so weird. I find that to be so weird. <laughs> Well, guys, that was the conclusion of my first episode of 2024. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am really enjoying all of the feedback that I am getting. Please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And DM me if you're interested in coming on and having a conversation with me. And if you have any other ideas that you would like for me to talk about. Until next time. Ciao.